All right. Jeff, you're here. I'm here. And uh, David, I'm not sure about. He was here. And uh, let me just say good morning, folks. We'll get things rolling, I hope. And uh, David's not online yet. And uh, ever since I tried to get the show going this morning, we've had problems with the station and with Skype and not being able to connect. So we've reconnected a bunch of times. I've rebooted some things. And um, I hope we'll get everybody on board eventually. But there we go. Got David, too. So it is uh, – we didn't get intro music this morning. Uh, maybe I can fix that with the editing. But uh, good morning, David. Good morning, Jeff. And um, it's a Drive Time Friday show, folks, even if we are off to a rough start. But I guess that's true of the week, too. Lots going on. So uh, let me say first, uh, hey, good morning, Jeff. And, uh, again, so much going on. I guess if there's anything that really kind of leaps out at me this week, it's that uh, Davos, one more time, is showing people that they're not even hiding the fact that uh, they are openly Satanists. There was some uh, really bizarre stuff up online. Uh, there was bizarre comments from Klaus Schwab, the wannabe world dictator, from uh, uh, all Noah Harari, and from uh, Bill, I am the gates of hell, and so forth. So it was, it was just one of those weeks where if you watch what was going on, you can't help but think, wow, these guys really are serious. They want to, uh, they want to take the whole world down to a hell of their own, uh, their own creation. Uh, anyway, so good morning, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. Uh, another great week. Hello, David. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm just glad to be here with you guys on the radio uh, discussing things, uh, complaining out loud, if you will. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll do some of that here in a second. And I'm still typing to the station um, engineer and so forth. Go ahead, David. How you doing? I agree with you. Oh, go, uh, Jeff, then, sorry. Oh, no, go, David. All right, I'm going to go. So what we're seeing, it's, it's not shocking if you operate from the perspective that we are at war. It's an intellectual battle. It's an information war. They're, they have to do what they're doing. As though they've already... Saying, you know, yeah, elections are going to be a thing of the past. They're already operating from the place that they've won. Now, we have to do the same thing and engage them from a place of we're going to win this thing and if, if we don't step up, then they will step all over us. Go ahead, Mark. You, you make an excellent point, and the way I would put it is, earlier in the week, uh, one of the things that was um, getting a lot of alternative press was a Klaus Schwab essentially saying, we don't need elections, we have AI, and we can just determine what the election should have produced, and that's what we'll go with. And if you listen to the recording, that's essentially exactly what he came out and admitted. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> You know, they, they have so effectively alienated themselves from the rest of us that they, they must only have their headphones on. They, they, are, they are so deaf. Uh, they must only talk amongst themselves because they couldn't be more polarized. And I've heard that many of the European journalists have refused to cover Davos because they said they were all clones, that many of them have already been sent along, and that this is just uh, theater. 
and that they said there's this is just so the world can see what their plans actually were or are. So I'm hoping that that's the truth. I'm hoping that this is just theater of the absurd. Except I, I think the key here is, guys, and I like David's comment that, um, you know, they are acting as if they've already won. They actually believe that they've already won. I have no doubt about that. But the um, the aspect here of, um, uh, you know, we need to do likewise, I think certainly come out of her as a big part of that. But as we look at that and as we're trying to absorb all of this, the thing that really ought to stand out this week is um, uh, not just that they're acting as if they've already won. They have been telegraphing for a long time what they intend to do. And um, I've even said for a while the gloves are off. But the gloves are not only off at this point. Uh, the chains are visible, too. And uh, they think they can, can come right out and tell us what they intend to do. You know, you will eat bugs is only part of it. Uh, the, the climate change insanity, the BS is off the scale. And, um, and, and yet, you know, we're seeing so many things in the United States with the EVs that are in the Chicago robot graveyard and so forth that are, are essentially saying the opposite. People are waking up to it. And what that means, you know, the cornered rat, uh, they will double down. They're going to continue to just up the ante and push harder. So that's where I think the battle lines are being drawn. Uh, David, I think you had another comment. Sorry if I didn't. Uh, if we we well, don't. No, no, no. That's that's fine. I would like to comment. Now, the climate change. Let's let's be real specific here. And you guys can argue me argue with me if you disagree. Every financial system needs some sort of basis as a standard against which to measure. Randy Yarborough proposed that we do a a basket of uh, produce of that comprises the value of and 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 use that as a as a fundamental weight and measure against the representation which would be a dollar you know the founding fathers used gold and silver coin and i've heard proposed that we use labor as a as a standard but what the climate change the carbon footprint is the standard for the new currency that the 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 digital currency uh, electronic AI currency that the government, the, the, the Davos people, the centralized banking system, the private system that they want to set up on this planet, they're pushing climate change because they need to push the carbon footprint as the basis for whether we participate in their economy or not. So that's why the unhinged narrative about the uh, climate change is so important. It's why they're not backing off because they need it as a basis for their monetary system. Go ahead, guys. Well, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think you're exactly right. They intend to use it. And another way of saying the same thing is it's just about control. If um, if you are carbon and they control all the carbon, well, they, they, then they control you. And, you know, they want to put baggies on cattle so that the cattle can't well, know that what they're going to do is just get rid of the cattle. Then they don't have to worry about whether the cattle fart or not. And likewise, they want to get rid of most of the people so that um, they don't have to worry about carbon. And if all the people are gone that complain about their uh, their um, gas-guzzling biz jets, now I don't have a problem with biz jets. I do have a problem with the hypocrisy of people who say, uh, you don't have air conditioning and you have to drive an EV that doesn't go in the winter or the summer, uh, you know, while we can burn as much fuel as we want, simply because we are human beings, we're whatever it is that human 2.0 is going to be, and you're not. So you're right. It's it's all about the uh, the level of control. I, I guess the objection that I've always had, David, to this idea of a standard and the fact that uh, whether it's labor or a basket of currencies or whatever, 
It requires trust in some entity, usually a governmental entity, in a fascist society, it becomes a public-private partnership, to define the standard, and to, you have to trust them to make the measurements and tell us what the CPI or the, the uh, GDP or the uh, standard unit of labor is. And um, the trouble uh, is uh, the reason why gold and silver have been money for uh, most, uh, well, all of written human history is because it doesn't have to be an enforced standard. People choose it. They choose it voluntarily, and it has evolved as something that people can trust in because it's independent of those that want to control the uh, the standards of weights and measures. That's why the Bible talks about honest weights and measures being so key. Uh, if you have any comment, go ahead, and then otherwise we'll go over to Jeff. No, go ahead, Jeff. I want to hear you. Well, guys, I think what we're we're talking about are manifestations of what is another problem. I don't know if it's the root problem, and that's that the identity of man is what's at stake here. And it comes right down to the fact that we have men who are children of God and who in their minds, their identity is that they are here because of God. They are God's will on earth. And you have another group of people who are the consumers of creation. They're not aligned with creation. They are aligned with the consumption of creation, the Shiva aspect, of the, the, the destroyer aspect. It's, it's, they're on the other side. And they have been consuming the humans right out of the womb, from longer than we got here. This is an old problem. It's a problem between God and his enemy over loyalty of the people. And the gods are going to fight it out. We don't fight. And what we're trying to do is make sense of a world that we see dissolving before our eyes. But what we are seeing is clearly light versus darkness in this new modern form. It's an old battle, and the principals and participants of the battle are going to have to determine that amongst themselves. We get to watch. And I'm trying to find out, as we're talking about this, I think everybody knows that we can't go on like this. We're all ready to go. That We see that the Red Sea is parted, but we don't know how to get out of here. We don't know how to leave. Where do, how do we do it? They've got our money. They've got everything. And we just can't see the way across that. Maybe we don't see that it's parted yet. Maybe it isn't parted yet. But I see, I can feel the frustration that we're all describing. What are we going to do? And that's come out of her, my people. How? Well, that's Jeff, all I've got for right now. Yeah, I mean, I will suggest that um, Scripture has told us the answer for a long time, and uh, obviously I've been doing that show for uh, over a decade on this network. Uh, we have all the tools we need. Um, we we have talked on this show, and I know David is uh, is uh, is very high on this understanding. We have to understand about choice of law and how we have been roped into a system that is antithetical to the Creator. But ultimately, uh, we have these tools. We have what He has always told us is real money. Just look at Scripture. Kasef is the Hebrew word, means silver, and it means money. Uh, again, when we had a constitution, it said nothing but gold or silver coin is to be made a tender and payment of debt, and essentially. Um, 
by default, if you will, or by incorporation of the British English common law, we have gold and silver always as money, and there's no power, no provision in the Constitution for anything else. There literally is no power for Congress. Now, they can regulate the value of coin in terms of how much gold or silver is in a dollar, but they don't have the power to say, we're going to make something else, like uh, your carbon footprint or carbon credits, uh, anything, period, uh, they can't enforce it, and they certainly don't have any authority to make it money. And um, again, there's simply no power in the Constitution given. It's it's literally prohibited, if you will, by the fact that Congress has these powers and no others. Uh, go ahead, David. The what they need and what they're what they're moving toward is control. They're about control. The kingdom of heaven is about liberty and freedom. But when you when you juxtapose those two, you have an immovable object and an unstoppable force, and those two move throughout history. We have a uh, an understanding that uh, government is a necessary evil. Well, you know that's the whole why there was a constitution written to limit the powers of government and only delegate to the government the powers necessary to fulfill their role as Servant to the people, servant, which is, you know, Yeshua said that he that is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven will be the least. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of markers that point to the founding fathers understanding the spiritual nature of the body being one with our father. And this unity, this one nation, unity idea is what's missing in our modern uh, understanding because our churches, uh, institutions haven't understood it themselves. They've, they've created, uh, you know, just like the get rich quick principle, get your card, get your ticket punched and go to heaven. And they've missed the weightier, uh, ideas that, that cause the uh, nation to truly succeed. And so the, the ones that want to control, they believe they have because they have a lot of wealth and they then their god is mammon that they can force the rest of the world into a little mold that they can control and that's really what the the uh, battle is against is against those who are uh, so filled with themselves and so blinded by power and money that the, all they can see is is the need to control the planet Whereas in juxtaposition, the, the children of the kingdom, when the children of the kingdom rule, we have freedom. But uh, we haven't understood how that works because we haven't had that conversation in our church institutions because we've been too busy waiting for a Messiah to come back and save us. And so because we keep looking to the future, we miss out on the now and we miss out on the principles that truly makes the kingdom of heaven uh, real and manifest within us. It's not something that we wait for visibly, but it's something that we reach inside and pull out. The kingdom okay. of heaven on earth as it is in heaven. Well, Go ahead, Mark. Well, one of the things that, that I have uh, suggested and been criticized for for a long time is the fact that uh, the whore church, as I refer to it, and I think that's kind of where you were headed, but I'll be a little bit more blunt as is my usual uh, characteristic, and just say they, they departed from what Scripture said a long time ago. 
And uh, there's nothing new there. I mean, that literally goes back over a thousand years for the time where, where Scripture was not allowed to be possessed by the uh, the laity. And a fellow named Gutenberg put a dent in that. And uh, they've been working to try to complete the, the process of closing that loophole ever since. And we're seeing it in Davos. It's just one of the latest. They want to destroy utterly anybody's ability to communicate. And they will if they get their way, uh, other than things that are allowed to be spoken. You know, Orwell had his newspeak that was going to try. And, and this was a brilliant concept, if you will, that he was laying out. Try to simply say, we're going to put a new language in place. We're going to mandate even the language so you can't think thoughts that are um, that are verboten. And that is precisely what Davos is doing. They, they've treated a 1984 as if it was a blueprint. Now, to answer Jeff's question and kind of go back in that direction, and we'll talk about some of the other things that are today in the news, which are on this same uh, line. But um, how do we do it? Answer, we, we have to begin to say, I'm just not going to play ball. Davos wants to say, you're going to eat bugs. No, I'm not going to eat bugs. How can I avoid that? Well, Bill Gates is going to say, we want a an injection that's not an injection, a vaccine that you're not even going to know about because it's going to be so subtle. Hell, we'll put it in the vegetables. We'll put it in the air. Uh, before, you, uh, before you realize you can't eat pig anymore because it's all going to be poisoned, we're already putting mRNA in the pig, and we're trying to get it in the an- other animals too. So in all of these things, again, the the information is there, the tools are there. We know that we can establish alternative economies by coming out and and spending our our silver locally. Got to have silver to spend it. You need some way of essentially saying how in a, in a local economy, if I want to uh, if I want to have vegetables and I want to have chickens and whatever, uh, how can I? Build the processes now. Build a community. You know, get with like-minded folks and start moving in that direction. There is no reason we can't. But very soon, they are working to make sure that you won't have the option. You won't be able to communicate with them or even know who they are. So it's important we do some of that now and, and get in the, in the habit because, you know, when, when the central bank digital currency comes in, they'll have the last tool that they need, along with the Zyklon B injection and the, the next disease X, to continue and, and close all what they will call the remaining loopholes. Okay, uh, Jeff, go ahead. You know, they... Bible talks about the people said, I believe the prophet was Samuel, we want a king. We want a king like the other nations. We don't want to just have this relationship, you know, straight to God. We want a man. The United States founders realized that that is not the way that a king will not allow you to have a relationship to God. And so they wanted to get the king out of the way between the people who want to have a a direct relationship with God. And what the United States represents is the first time in recorded history where people were free to choose God and have a relationship with God, not filtered through the king or any other form of government. That is what we're fighting for again. That if we, the human, the unaltered, un-mRNA altered, if we don't remain the unhybridized human, then God's claim or God's agents of creation are gone. God will have no further representation on earth when his people are no longer here. Satan will have the place all by himself. That is the goal. And what we are choosing right now is an identity. We, who are we? We are men. And the, 
this is the fight again is over whether or not we are free to choose God or we are forced to choose their satanic rituals and abuse and we have no rights. Okay. That is the fight. And, and we right now are going to have to find a way. We men are going to have to find a way once more to exert the natural selective power of God's strength over creation and be victorious, even if it's a refusal to join, well, a refusal to fight, to say that as for me and my family, nah, we're not going to do that. We're going to do the best we can with what God has given us, and that's enough for us. Okay. Mankind has never, ever been satisfied on this planet. That is the problem. Eve wasn't satisfied. No one's ever been satisfied with the way God made them to the extent that they've been able to say no to Satan. Okay. And, and that's Jeff, what I've got. Well, We've got to wake up to our identity as God's seed with a purpose of representing God on earth, not ourselves, not our happiness, not our convenience. Okay. But if we are God's, then we're already sold out to the program. We've got to act like it. We've got to stop using words, words, words all the time. Words are only thoughts, and they're not real. They don't matter. What matters is action and putting seed in the ground. Okay. And tending to this garden we live in. Jeff. Not off talking, talking, talking. All talking, and it's about to end. Okay. Jeff. It's going to get real, real, maybe even today. But we are in this deeper than we know. And it's not the time to argue anymore. Okay, I see Jeff. that the climate change people Jeff, have Jeff, decided Jeff. to take action. They've planned breathe out day. After Jeff, Trump's inauguration, Jeff. the climate change people have agreed to stop breathing. They're going to be the change they want to see. They're going to do what's right. They're going to lead by action. They are going to give up their seat on the bus and stop breathing after Trump's inaugurated. That's what they say. Okay. Read yeah. out day, January 21, 24. The climate change people are going to finally put actions behind their words. They're going to stop breathing and contributing carbon dioxide. I applaud them for their efforts or okay. non-efforts. Jeff, Jeff, can you hear me now? All right, God, go. Can you hear me now? I can. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was trying a couple times to to break in there, but you couldn't hear me. So I uh, uh, just wanted to make sure. Um, uh, before we got to that last topic, and I, I want to uh, explore that in some more detail because I have not seen that article. You mentioned it, and I, I suspect uh, a lot of people didn't understand what you were saying there. But um, the, the the one thing that I wanted to comment on as you were going um, through your through your rant was essentially um, – it's 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 the remnant, and it's always been the Bible has always talked about a remnant. And the thing that uh, again bears emphasis to me is we don't have to have a majority, we don't have to vote, we don't have to have representatives in Congress or anything else to walk in obedience to the Creator. We can simply choose, and it's what Joshua said: "Choose this day whom you will serve." As for me and my house, he gives the answer. So we can make that choice, and the remnant will make the choice. 
So I don't have any doubt. Scripture tells us that there will be a remnant. It will be his remnant, and they will choose. So essentially, uh, what I see uh, shows like this and, and the network and the things that each of us are trying to do is is to uh, to let people understand you don't have to wait for an election. You don't have to wait for something to happen to say, I- I'm just going to withdraw my consent. That's what the founders did, and I'm going to come out. And I'm going to do what I can, and there are a lot of things that I can do. We've talked about a bunch of them. We'll talk about some more to become part of that remnant. And, you know, if I trust in him, uh, he will lead us and others will find us, and he will regather us into the places where we can be while we await, you know, the greater regathering to come and all that. So that's that's kind of my take. The remnant will know ultimately who they are, and they'll do that. Now, uh, let me ask again, the, the, the comment, uh, you mentioned this uh, this date and, and an article. Uh, if you can give us the source, I'd appreciate it, because I, I haven't seen that one, and I'm not sure. It sounds like it was tongue-in-cheek, almost sounded like something the Babylon Bee would put up, and they've had some great ones this week, um, having to do with people that just, uh, they're such environmental wackos that they decide to quit breathing. Uh, sorry, breathing, and that's part of the reason I, I question, because I think you said breathing, and it makes sense. But um, maybe they'll quit breeding too. Um, although by the time they uh, that that had, has its fruition, it may be too late. So, can you give us the background on the story and uh, just a quick synopsis, and then we'll go to David. It's posted on Facebook, so I know it's true. Uh, it's okay. on my page in Facebook, so I know it's absolutely true if it's on Facebook. And it says, I don't know if it was tongue in cheek, like the Babylon Bee kind of thing. But uh, the the climate changers are going to stop contributing carbon dioxide, and they think they can make a significant reduction if they all stop breathing. And I I, I applaud them for their insight. Okay, well, good. I I have a problem. I suspect that's that's the Babylon Bee, and we'll we'll pick it up. morning again, folks. We don't have any music today at all. The station is completely messed up, and I don't know about the timing, but it's approximately time that we should have had music, and we didn't. So uh, welcome back. This is the Drive Time Friday Show. We have had no shortage of problems, and maybe this is a good intro to the kinds of things we're talking about anyway, because I think some of it's by design. I think a lot of it is because of... um, incompetence and people that aren't paying attention and uh, the ones that get hired because of some of the things that um, are more important, for example, than actually producing products. It's the politics of those involved. It's whether or not they are uh, wannabe trannies or whatever. That matters more than whether they have half a brain and are able to do a job. Um, I saw a story that I'm going to mention in this context. We'll get David online. There he is. I think he's back. Are you there, David? Just say howdy and then we'll... Yeah, I'm back. Okay, great. Yep, howdy. <laughs> okay, well, this is how I wanted to start off because 
Um, we obviously have had problems with uh, Skype. We've obviously had problems with the Internet. Uh, Jeff was talking during the break, which folks may or may not have heard because we didn't have music. Um, I don't know exactly when we came back on. But about the fact that um, there have been so many cyber attacks, and the down detector is one of the places that tracks outages. But the cyber attacks are a little bit different story. And uh, we know that they're going to accelerate. We know that that's part of the plan and how they'll uh, end up eventually taking things down, at least part of it. Once the grid goes down uh, electronically, once we see the web go down, well, then the other grid will go down, too, because so much of it's interconnected. Banking goes down. Then the rest of the economy goes down. It's, it's all a whole bunch of dominoes. It'll be almost impossible to tell which one is first when it happens, because I think it'll happen very rapidly. But here was a story that came out over the weekend, reported by Fox News, and um, I talked about it. A lot of folks have uh, have picked up on it, because it's obscene and insane and not at all surprising. So Fox News reported that Pete Butt is gay, the scumbag, blithering idiot who is pretending to be Secretary of Transportation. I don't think he knows how to get on a bus, much less how the aviation system works. Uh, a lot of times we've had pilots in these positions and as director of the FAA. This guy, it doesn't even, you know, his only qualification is what he does in the bedroom, for crying out loud. But he's rolled out a, a program, and I kid you not, this is actually it, to hire people with severe intellectual disability, including psychiatric disability. Hey, are you a psycho? You you too can be an air traffic controller. Um, just after the latest near mid-air disaster involving that Boeing 737 MAX, which a lot of folks think may be associated with Boeing's DEI program to uh, hire incompetents and put them in positions of making airplanes and uh, providing parts and assemblies for them. So uh, the best comment the best comment I saw did come from the Babylon Bee and they said uh, imagine this this is how uh and this actually was before the FAA did it, so maybe they had inside knowledge, or maybe they were just saying, what would be obscene? Well, let's, let's go with it. Uh, they, they imagined a job interview after the FAA's new directive, where the FAA person says to the uh, potential job applicant, uh, what are your qualifications? Answer, I'm a fully paralyzed blind dwarf with schizophrenia and an 80 IQ. Hey, how does air traffic controller sound? So this is where we are, and I wish it was a joke, but the truth is we no longer have a nation where where people make money and have a productive life and are rewarded for productive contributions to society and for the skills that they try to gather and for the work that they put out. Uh, they're instead rewarded for being, uh, well, invaders and uh, destroying things. If you destroy enough things and if you're politically correct enough, hell, you can have a cabinet position. Uh, David, go ahead. Take us where you'd like. Well, it is amazing, you know, we're, we're uh, the people that have moved to the top, so to speak, of, of, and are now holding executive positions in government. They got there because they were a, a, a bureaucrat that knew how to kiss butt, to lick boots, and they were rewarded with a position for going along to get along. This is the way it's been for a long, long time, which is why bureaucracies don't break down, because they reward each other for their silence. They reward each other for going along to get along, and the, and the competent people are not promoted. So eventually what you have is you have a top-heavy system where everyone – uh, there's a Peter principle. Everybody works to a position of their own incompetence, and when they when they come out on top, we have an entire nation based upon incompetence, and the incompetent people fear the competent people because the incompetent people don't have the 
cellular structure in their minds, in their in their thoughts, to be able to to put together a cogent agenda, because they're basically psychopaths. By the time you make it to that level, you're 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 one of the psychopaths, and we have a nation of psychopaths attempting to redefine reality. And so the legislation that comes down, even that, is is redefining reality. It's, it's a form of sophistry. It's a form of um, incantation. It, it's it's a demon. <laughs> it's demonic. It is a uh, again eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's a narrative that is created, and they they want to use force to get us to buy into that narrative. And to the degree that we buy into their narrative is the degree the degree that we be rewarded, and that's what we've got. Okay. So no, it's not surprising that that Budicek, you know, specifically, I was laying a foundation. Budicek is just going along with what Obama, who's really the puppet master of O'Biden, is 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 using to destroy America by dividing and conquering America. And so whatever Obama and Biden and that that contradictory team can do to to facilitate a division in America, Clive and Pivens overwhelming the system that is the agenda, and they believe because of the offices and the positions they hold in, in, across the board, across the government spectrum, that they've already pulled it off, which is why Klaus Schwab over at Davos can make the statements like he is because as far as they're concerned, it's a done deal. Okay. And they can't begin to, to relinquish any kind of control and power because that would suggest – to the rest of the world, that there's a, a weakness in them. So All right. we, we just have to know there's a weakness and exploit it. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, I, so I, 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 want, I want to get back to this idea of so what can we do? And, and I think what we, what we need to do and what I hope we can do here for the rest of the show is arm people. Because if there is anything that is, uh, to my mind, coming out of Davos that, that ought to, uh, A, alarm people and B, get them to say, wow, i got to take action, it's this idea that they're not hiding it. Okay. So, yeah, we know about the narrative. We know about the fact that they intend to do evil. I mean, that's obvious. But the question is, uh, what can we do? What are we seeing? What kinds of things can we uh, inform people about while we still can? That will essentially give them the armament to fight back now. And there were so many things that uh, that were actually encouraging. I mentioned as we went to the break uh, how uh, even Trump has come out and said, "I am not going to allow a central bank digital currency." So um, a lot of people, I'd suggest probably 99% of our audience is aware of it. They know about the mark of the beast. They know about the narrative to push them into it and the things like that. But it's encouraging that finally you have uh, – and by the way, there are others. I'm sure Vivek Ramaswamy probably uh, knows more about it than Trump does. Um, uh, Nikki Haley, Nukim Haley will be pushing in the other direction. But, but the point is when we see this thing being discussed and when finally uh, politicians begin to say, oh, yeah, this is going to play with my – my populace, with those people that are that are behind me, I want to reject a CBDC. Well, that's good. Now, the other one, the other story that I think really should have legs this week is all about EVs and the BS associated with non-existent man-made global warming. Because what's happened, of course, is they're pushing EVs and saying, this is the next panacea. Now, it's stupid. Any engineer will tell you that EVs are absolutely asinine, and that's an understatement. Why? Because, A, if you're worried about environmental damage, 
Think about the uh, kids in the cobalt mines and the lithium mines and all the things that are going to have to be done with batteries, which when they wear out, have to go to landfills or worse. So as an environmental thing, the EV is a disaster as it currently exists. Uh, is it possible there might be technology? Sure, but they're not here yet. More importantly, you have to burn fossil fuels, which actually isn't the problem, but they're telling you it is, in order to power these things because you cannot run them. You cannot, if you do the math, even run the existing fleet of EVs on solar and wind or renewables. It ain't going to happen. The math doesn't work, not by orders of magnitude. So in California, they're already finding out that, well, you can't charge them overnight. And here in, this week, the, the interesting good news was in Chicago, you had what they call the EB robot graveyard. People were lined up for days. The temperature was so cold, the EV batteries have little mechanisms inside, little servos say, hey, it's too cold. If I charge, I'll blow up, so I won't charge, which beats having them blow up, admittedly, but it means you got all these dead EVs all over the place. Stories about people taking pictures of their dead EV and saying, I'm sorry I ever bought this, that does a lot more damage to the nutcase wacko agenda of carbon taxes and credits, uh, even though... They already know, the uh, the world controllers know, they're not going to let people have cars. But at least now people are seeing this and they're figuring it out. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. Wow. Um, I was I, I had a comment back with uh, Peter Buttplug. Okay. Uh, and, and, incom- and incompetence. Uh, this attitude that you can just hire anyone to carry the clipboard doesn't really matter. Uh, that is a very liberal idea, <laughs> which is born out of inexperience and lack of business acumen. But it Nothing fits him. works this way. You've got people who've only been trained in academia, and they don't know enough about how systems work, mechanics, or anything. Uh, input, output, they live in a fantasy world. They say, oh, well, we'll just build more windmills. We'll just get more panels, not realizing that that is not going to be a way to provide power. It just simply fails, as you say, Mark, all the measurements for effectiveness, efficiency, and besides that, when it's cold out, it's a different set of rules. Your stuff doesn't work. Look at Houston two years ago, for example. Um So what's going on right now is just a complete insanity where we don't really consider the qualifications of someone to serve in a particular office, as opposed to, say, an industry like sports, where if you're not six foot four and 300 pounds, you're not going to play interior line in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't be five foot two and wish that you could identify as a middle linebacker. You know, this is, a, this is a fake world, and we've we've got to realize we can't tolerate it. We to, can't participate in it, or it will persist. To some How extent, do we come out of her? Back to, to the same question. To, We're not to, being effective in dis, in, in uh, planning our exit. To Go some, ahead. to some extent, Jeff, uh, you you outlined the case when you said uh, you know Pete Buttplug uh, thinks anybody can carry a clipboard, and I think part of the problem with the leftist mindset is you look at people like the Biden Fuhrer who walks into walls, Kamala Harris who uh, basically has one and only one skill and it involves laying on her back, has nothing to do with politics or even being a criminal. She's not even a good criminal. She basically got there, and everybody knows how, and everybody also knows she can't possibly be allowed to infect the Oval Office. But wait a minute, neither is Biden. 
So essentially, uh, Pete Butt is gay thinks, well, look, if an idiot like me can do this job, anybody can. And the sad truth is he's right, but not for the right reasons, because the point is there are people pulling their strings that are using these idiots, and their intent is to do a good job at destroying things, not building products, not serving uh, you know, the populace via what used to be called public service, but by tearing things down. Um, let me throw one other piece out. I'll, I'll go to, uh, to David, because I, I want to make, make as much as we can on this idea of letting people know that the truth is not only out there, that sounds like an excellent files line but that um, as people see it and as they start being able to talk about these things you're going to get more and more people to wake up we can at least get those that are part of the remnant to recognize it so here is the story that i saw courtesy of zero hedge miss shedlock and mishtalk and it had to do with something that was hidden from along from people for a long time the department of energy and the biden fuel regime rigged the um the the gas uh, well the carbon tax credits and the subsidies and get this so you have a Tesla that is claimed to get the equivalent of 65 miles per gallon. Now, uh, miles per gallon of what, right? Well, you're going to have to burn diesel fuel or something in order to charge the stupid thing. So that's essentially the calculation that they're making. Oh, it, they claim it gets 65 mpg, but wait a minute. Buried deep, deep in the regs that have now been exposed, and it was on page, uh, you know, 65,349 or something like that of the Federal Register, is a, um, is a multiplier effect. And because EVs are PC, they get to multiply whatever bogus number they've already gotten by 6.67, and that's the credit that they get. So essentially, they're saying that the Tesla gets counted as if it has an absurdly high compliance value of 430 miles per gallon, which, as the Wall Street Journal and others are pointing out, has no basis in law or especially in reality. And this is the kind of thing we're up against. So as people figure this out and they realize you couldn't have even the EVs that we do without the massive subsidies, well, they say, well, this is good because we need these these EVs. No, you don't. If you do just a little simple math, and no wonder they don't teach it in school, you realize this is not just a loser. It's a civilization destroyer. Uh, okay, uh, go ahead, David. Thanks. <clears throat> okay, so the, the most important thing you said is the entire EV industry is is supported by subsidies. It's it's not organic. It didn't grow out of the it didn't grow out of the understanding of the energy power and vibration. You know, if we go back to Tesla, here's why we know that this entire uh, regime is disingenuous. If we were really serious about green energy, we would be talking energy, vibration, and frequency. We would be Studying Nikola Tesla's work, we would bring it out of the darkness and into the light. We would trust the science, not the narrative about science that they want us to trust. So we, those of us that, that understand frequency, energy, and, and thought, and, and understand our relationship with the one, the I am, the father of all that is, the creator, which is what this nation is founded on still, which is why they're having such a difficulty overcoming people like us, because we know the, the reality that you can only have one nation under under our Father, under God, if we are truly in the one true uh, nation that is the kingdom of heaven on earth. Now, now having said that, let's go back to Tesla. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm intrigued that Elon Musk adopts the name Tesla, but he's not implementing Tesla's ideas. Now, 
here's our solution has to be to have the conversation about energy frequency and vibration and understand our thoughts as it relates to that and i think that that's what they don't want us to know because when we begin to operate in that science and in that reality well, there is nothing on this planet that can even begin to compete with that kind of reality okay so and this is why i think they've gone so far berserk in their understanding of science that they're having to use force to push it on us uh, and yep. uh, so i just wanted to throw that in as 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 my counter to their to their uh Digital currency and carbon-based reality. Go ahead, Mark. Okay. Well, uh, you know, to, to, to address the point Mark. that you made with respect to Tesla and, and the technology and so forth, uh, I think a lot of listeners will be aware of this. I, I got very interested in Tesla as a, as a young man interested in engineering um, many, many years ago, and I was frustrated then that so much of what he did and so much of the things that I saw written about were literally unavailable. And now we realize, and uh, this has been pretty well understood for decades, Decades that when he died, all of his papers that were of the uh, the sort that that go to the uh, the elements of science you describe, uh, they have been sequestered. They've been they've been hidden. They're top secret. Uh, you'll pe- you'll see people that are involved in black programs will have some knowledge of, of some of them, and uh, I have no doubt that um, a lot of that stuff is not only top secret, but you're not allowed to have it, and they're trying to make sure that it's controlled. So you'll hear terms, and um, there was um, there was Pons and Fleischmann years ago, uh, what's been called cold fusion or uh, fusion or low energy nuclear uh, reactions and the like. I was fascinated by that and watched that develop, and then saw a lid put on it. Uh, a lot of the people, uh, Eugene uh, Malik and some others that uh, I didn't know personally but I knew of, um, many of them are gone now, uh, perhaps under suspicious circumstances. So a lot of that has had a lid put on it, uh, what's called zero-point energy and so forth. Um, yeah, you know, this is one of the conspiracy theories which is really, really tightly controlled, but unfortunately it's part of the control mechanism. And so, um, you know, can, can we come up with that? Well, the truth is, if you understand a little bit about Nikola Tesla, he was arguably one of the most brilliant scientists and engineers. Uh, the man could visualize things that even having seen his notes about, for example, the induction motor, um, are incredibly brilliant. Once you see it, you can kind of see it, but to realize that he came up with it because he could picture these rotating fields in, uh, in you know, four dimensions in time and in space is just beyond amazing. So the man was uh, of a level of brilliance which only comes along every few generations. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. We've got about five minutes. Well, back to, uh, back to your comment. Uh, as far as we know, the only research we have is that there's only one office that can be successfully conducted without a brain, and that's the president. So yeah, but you got to have puppet strings. Know, that's the only one that you can do without a brain. I wanted to ask Mark about your um, your subsidies with the EV and that motivate that that multiplying factor. How much of Tesla's income has been government subsidies? As opposed to outright sales. Oh, the answer. There, there that would, would be, be no interesting. That would be. 
And Go ahead. That, that's that's up here. Uh, the, this article that I mentioned, it was on Zero Hedge called Biden caught uh, in huge rigging of EV carbon credits at taxpayer expense. Uh, you know, there's a there's a huge uh, amount of information in here. Uh, essentially, Tesla would not be a billionaire uh, company and um, Elon Musk would not have been as successful as he's been. Has he had a change of heart? I don't know. But one thing's for sure. He would not be a billionaire without having learned how to tap in to the flow of funds uh, from the uh, the spigot of printing money without end. Uh, Tesla is built on subsidies, and uh, their third quarter, while they missed revenue and uh, earnings expectations, the EV leader reported record-breaking carbon credit sales. Company calls them regulatory credits. They were up 94 percent year over year. And they were already a huge, if not dominant, part of their entire balance sheet. So it essentially, you know, these are industries that would not exist if it wasn't for the fact that the creators maybe had insider uh, connections that, uh, gee, do you think, um, others don't have. But uh, without literally a taxpayer-funded spigot, uh, direct access to the teat. Um, David, you got anything else? we got about three minutes. Well... I just want to just put an exclamation point behind this. You know, when we when we start talking about what is our side doing, you know, Jeff, you know, what do we do? You know, the 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 truth is what will set us free. The truth in science, you know, let's let's look let's look back about a hundred years ago. There was uh, there was a, a movement in in the spirit of truth. It was it was a movement in psychology, and it was a movement in electricity, and and it was a, it was a our great grandparents generation. They thought it was the end of the world back there a hundred years ago, and so for some reason, the Tesla comes along, and there was a lot of other people that came along and begun to began to study science. From a scientific point of view, and all of that knowledge has been buried. If we go back about 120 years and start looking at the knowledge that our great-grandparents had, great-great-grandparents, however old we are, and look at what was buried. The the research has already been done. It's already been provided to the world. We're 125 years behind where we would have been had they not suppressed this knowledge. So it's absolutely 100% disingenuous for the world that we live in to pretend like that stuff doesn't exist. All right. When, in fact, it does. And so if we reach back and grab a hold of those books and that information, and you can find it on the Internet, and we begin to implement those ideas amongst ourselves, we will find the, the knowledge and the information and the, and the techniques and procedures and all of that used to, to advance this civilization that appears to be on the brink of, of self-annihilation. Okay. And without this information, without this knowledge, we, we, can't, we can't sustain this planet. Go ahead, Mark. Well, there is one other element of this. we got less than a minute, and that's why I wanted to make sure I, I mentioned this, because people are also going to have to worry about or be concerned about food, right? Klaus Schwab and the, the world controllers want you to eat bugs. There was another thing that came out of the, uh, the World Economic Forum this week where basically uh, a panel discussion had to do with um, eliminating farming, and we see that in Germany. We saw it in, uh, in uh, among the Dutch farmers, and we're seeing it in the 
United States, get rid of diesel fuel, do all these things so that basically people will starve and they won't have meat products and protein. They'll no doubt be eliminating home chickens pretty soon. And so when it comes to knowledge that isn't currently hidden but intended to be, uh, farming and fishing, they were called ecocide. Well, folks, um, don't commit ecocide. Commit knowledge and make sure that you have the ability to, to grow animals and plants. And um, you know whether it's a cow or some goats or some chickens, you're going to need those things in what's to come. And uh, the time is drawing short to, to make sure you have the information. All right, we didn't get the outro music, but um, at least I know we should be done. So thanks, guys, and uh, shalom, folks. Shabbat God bless shalom. everyone.